Hey all you heavenly humans, I'm Mandile and welcome to And Other Things, a podcast about navigating life, learning from past experiences, embracing growing pains and laughing along the way. Meet me right here every week for thoughtful conversation, challenging discussion and an all-round great time. Hey, hey, happy Monday and welcome to our fifth book club episode. There's so much to discuss in this intro. So first, it is June 28th, which also happens to be my older sister Gabby's birthday. Happy birthday to my big sissy if you're listening to this. I love you lots. I miss you and I hope you have a blessed day. Okay, so I am so excited to be discussing Detransition Baby with Bria today, but before I talk about the author, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our book club pick for July, which I'm really excited about, and that is, drumroll please, Blackout by Candace Owens. Okay, so hear me out. If you know who Candace Owens is, you're probably a little or a lot shocked that I picked this for the book club. But I have been very open with you all about the fact that I love to learn and to engage in really challenging discussions, especially with people who have different experiences or opinions than me. And this book and the views in it are a perfect example of that. Anyway, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the July book club pick because there will be a whole episode dedicated to that. But if you want to read along, which I highly, highly recommend and encourage, you can find a link to the book in the show notes. So back to this month's pick, Detransition Baby was written by Tori Peters, a white trans woman, and I only mention her race because it comes up in our discussion, so it's pretty important, and she has written other works before, but this is her first novel, and it was long listed for the Women's Prize for Fiction, and I remember must have been last month or the month before and I said I didn't know what all these long-listed short-listed prizes were I still don't know (laughs) but I'll let you know when I do but I mean if there's prize in the name it must be a good thing right Tori Peters has two master's degrees and she rides a pink motorcycle which is pretty cool I also forgot to ask Bria to give us a brief synopsis of the book, so here's my own quick synopsis, which definitely won't be as great as the one Bria would have given us. But anyway, this book is about Reese, a white trans woman who is and has been struggling with her womanhood. She's approached by her ex, Ames, who detransitioned from Amy as a woman. And he asks Reese if she wants to be a part of raising the baby that his Chinese and Jewish cisgender girlfriend is pregnant with. Whew, that's a lot. <laughs> and that is exactly how this book plays out. It's a lot. 
also in this discussion if i mistakenly used any terms incorrectly please call me out and let me know i'm open to correction okay there's so so much to unpack so let's get right into the discussion of detransition baby Hi, Bria. Welcome back to the party. Thank you. Feels good to be back. Yeah, I'm so excited to be discussing Detransition Baby, which was the book club pick for June. And actually, for the listeners who don't know, Bria has been on the podcast before um in february yeah we did during black history month we did an episode on what it means to be a black woman also yesterday was juneteenth so we're celebrating blackness in every which way and bria is all dressed up with her black girls always what does it say it's the black girls always been magic, been magic. i love that <laughs> i love that um but yeah so detransition baby to start off, please rate the book out of 10 and then give me your initial thoughts. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Laugh. Oh, wait. Also, I should um, say, but... I should warn the listeners that we are going to be discussing topics around sex, sexuality, masturbation. And there were also mentions of suicide in the book. I don't know if we will cover mm-hmm. that, but in case we do... If you're personally sensitive to those topics, just beware. Um, And I also want to say that I didn't know this book was going to be so very overtly sexual. (laughs) That really caught me by surprise. But okay, I'll let you rate the book out of 10 and then give your initial thoughts. Yeah, also just to add, there's also um, points of domestic violence in here. Um, Yeah, just in like derogatory terms yes. slurs like there is a lot just to, just to give like what you're gonna like if you're gonna read this book or if you've already read it like we feel you yes. <laughs> in the book um also just to add my i want to add my pronouns uh like just for everyone my pronouns are she she her hers mm-hmm. and i identify as a cisgender woman okay i'm gonna do and the so, same yeah she her cisgender woman yeah just on that in there so (laughs) my rating um I give this book like a 7.5 okay out of a 10 okay um you want me to say why now yes you can say your initial thoughts okay so I think going into this book um like reading the excerpt or the summary it really does in my opinion doesn't really do the book justice Mm -hmm. um there are some things in there that i just like the like about the characters themselves their personality specifically the race aspect of it um it made me angry (laughs) and just how some stereotypes were played into the book that i don't think that the author realized were played into the book and um the it was actually also a little overly not overly sexualized but it was very sexual in a way that 
in my like kind of lost my connection mm. to some of the characters to the plot of the story um I also felt like some of the like just structurally the book was a lot that kept taking me out of the actual plot and I yes. got very lost and confused and it made me very frustrated yeah <laughs> because I wanted to understand like what is the hidden message here mm. and sometimes I felt like I completely missed the hidden message mm. um and it made me mad because I was like I don't want to miss anything mm. that the author is speaking about um but some of the really great aspects that I enjoyed about the book was just how informative it is and just this is my very first book of reading about trans transsexual I don't want to say transgender. We maybe we can talk about why later um, in the book. Okay. But transsexual lives and pretty much just some of the thought processes that are there and some of the perspectives that I think as a cisgender woman, I've never put into perspective. And um, in a way it brought more of like my own biases up to the front of like, do I view trans women as a trans woman or as a woman? And like going through that. And I think that this book was very good at poking at those um, tough points for me. And I really enjoyed kind of being challenged in that way. And, you know, also learning just so much. Yes. <laughs> just learning so absolutely. much about a part of the LGBTQIA plus community that I have never known or even thought about before and so I thought that it was really great in that aspect mm. yeah I also had some of the same concerns or comments so I gave this book a seven out of ten um which is I think that's the lowest I've given or even a guest has given to a book that we've read in the book club so far so that's really interesting I feel like the ratings are getting lower and lower I don't know if <laughs> that's because <laughs> I'm picking not so great books or maybe it's just it's just a coincidence but I mean it's not to say this is a bad book but as readers you as as a reader, I'll speak for myself. I have my own preferences when I'm reading a book. What for me, because I'm not someone who is a bookworm, I like to read, but I'm not a bookworm. I need a plot to guide me. Like I need a very yes. clear sense of direction. And I said this last month with Silence is my mother tongue. And while this book, we eventually got to know that the plot was about the relationship of the three main characters and the baby but that was like towards the end or towards the middle and then yeah. everything else like I, I I feel like the timeline jumps weren't executed very well or at least they were very confusing to me too <laughs> not at all <laughs> yeah not at all. I had to go through the beginning of each chapter to figure out where, what, where was I? Was exactly. I in the past? Was I in the present? Exactly. Or was I in the present past? Like, I was very, um, yeah, I, I think the thing about plot, like what you mentioned about a book, um, I consider myself a bookworm, but I've read less over the years just because mm -hmm. of life. But reading this book, um, the biggest thing for me is format. Mm. And if a book is not formatted in a way that is readable yeah. to everyone, it's really frustrating for me to get through. Yeah. In fact, I 
it, I just finished this yesterday. And the reason why I finished it, because I struggled so much with mm. just, I started listening to the audiobook and I, oh yeah, I had some, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be There's really so confusing. Issues. That would be so confusing. It was so many issues that I was having with the audiobook based on just the person who was reading was taking on these accents that <laughs> were not even described onto the character. And I was just like, what is happening? And it was just very frustrating. Um, and so when I started reading it in the ebook version, it made it a little bit easier, yeah. but it also further displayed the structure of the book mm. that just, I just had so many issues with. And it's really interesting because this book is rated very highly, like yeah. 4.5 out of five stars. Yeah. And so, and it's, and I felt bad for having like, I yeah. really didn't like this book that much. I felt so bad because I was like, this is a great book. And maybe my not liking the book is like poking at something else. But after reflecting, I was like, no, my, my issue is more so the structure of the book mm. and the some of just the structure of the characters and bringing liberty to some characters and some aspects and then completely tearing them down yeah. um, almost in the same breath in the same chapter and yeah. it almost like uh, crosses out the liberty that was trying to be brought there. And I was mm. just very frustrated and angry. Um, okay. So, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> If she ever listens to this, no, but we're, we're going to dive into your frustrations because I also had a lot of frustrations, but that's actually, I, well, first I want to say that I know, especially for books that are written for a specific community, it can feel really bad to say, I didn't like this because it can seem like you're saying you didn't like it because you don't identify with the experiences or maybe you're you know unconsciously biased but actually there are so many books out there by trans women or that feature trans characters that could be better than this one this is just for me this is also the first book that I've read that is centered on trans characters what I really really liked about this book is that and this is also something that's really frustrating I think when you're reading it is that it's so messy like it just feels really Un, I don't want to say unsophisticated but the characters they're just gritty and figuring things out they don't know what they're doing it's confusing the structure of the book is confusing what's happening is confusing like Reese is clearly confused about life like she's not okay <laughs> but I really yeah. liked this kind of messiness which represents what life is for literally everyone obviously this is a very yeah. specific type of experience but I really enjoyed that experience of interacting with characters who don't have everything figured out because I yeah. don't want like a super polished book and then as I was saying I also I I there was this kind of discomfort in some of the moments like we talked about the sexuality the the overly sexual nature well according to us because for some people it might not be overly sexual but some of that was really uncomfortable and there were other moments that were not sexual like the way that they spoke to each other the things that they were talking mm -hmm. about and as someone who is outside of that community 
it can feel easy to kind of like run away from that discomfort but it was really interesting for me to sit in that uncomfortable feeling of being someone outside of the community and saying okay I don't know about this let me look this up Mm -hmm. let me learn what this is and thank you for sharing something so intimate with me as someone who you know does not identify with these experiences so I really love that and I really appreciated how you can tell that this book is written for the trans community like it's written with trans women in mind because there are so many concepts and words that are used that I have never heard in my life and she does not even take a second to explain what they are so you really have to do the work to figure out what it is and to learn so I really appreciated that actually because um it's so I think when someone writes a book that is for specific community it's almost like a love letter and for us to be able Mm -hmm. to read that I think is is really precious so I want to I want to dive into some of the things that you mentioned so First, let's talk about race in this book, because for me, when I was reading, when I first started reading, I know Tori Peters, I know that she is white. So immediately Mm -hmm. my mind just thought every character in this book is going to be white. Not that white authors can't write about, you know, Mm non-white characters, but because the representation of the LGBTQ community, especially trans, the trans part of the LGBTQ community, that I have seen is mostly white. So I was really Mm -hmm. shocked when Katrina finally said, like 20 pages in, like everyone but me was white. And I was like, wait, what? There's someone Mm -hmm. who's not white in this book. So what were your your qualms with the race representation in this book? Yeah, so I I wrote notes. (laughs) (laughs) I have like notes of this, of just like character development. And I think my biggest thing with um like let's talk about Katrina like specifically yes so there is really three uh cross sections of Katrina Katrina's racial identity she is American she's Jewish and she's Chinese right yes she's half Chinese yeah yeah half yeah half Chinese um and what I loved was like we're going into some of the weight that she has placed on her from her family her mother's being Chinese and what her grandparents felt about being creative Mm -hmm. and just doing things that was out of the stereotypical norms for Asian um for Asian Americans Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my gosh like we're we're breaking like this is like really an attempt to like break that and then also bringing in like how the Jewish influence of her father yeah. really played into the uh, her upbringing and like growing up in a very white area where she didn't see parts of herself or anyone else yeah. and um like how she never really got the opportunity to really process her racial identity until she got into college and it mm. influenced her previous marriage and influenced how she interacted with life and it was like this this point of like Katrina being recognized as being a biracial woman, a cisgender woman, was like, there's some things going on here too that is going to like really affect some of the dynamics later in the book. Yes. And what I was like, 
really hoping, like my character, like I was really hoping for Katrina was to be given that opportunity to process the fact that in the very beginning, we knew that she was struggling with her identity of race, being biracial and being a white passing woman. And I was like, that's also, that's kind of hard. I've heard that. I mean, I'm black, but I've had conversations with um, white passing or more white than their other ethnicity passing um, friends who've just kind of like also shared about this moment of not being seen and how it wasn't until this point in the book where Christina was like, I was in like a room of all Asians and they immediately recognized that I was one, (laughs) I was an Asian student. And that was the most liberating feeling that she had Mm. received in the book. Now where things go wrong (laughs) with Katrina um, in this story is that further in the book, whenever it comes to race, not only does Ames never, Ames never acknowledges uh, Katrina's race, neither does Reese. And that really frustrated me. Mm. And then whenever Katrina brought up her race, it was used her race or the issues that fall under marginalized and minority communities, it was used as an attack towards a white woman. And the book very clearly stated that this was an attack and Mm. that there was like really no clear understanding as why it was an attack. Wait, can you give an example? Yeah, so in, I think it's just chapter four. Okay. When Reese, Reese, Katrina and Ames all go to the, like the GLAD gala. Yes. And they're like sitting down and they're having this conversation. Like they're, you know, talking about the baby. I'm like skipping parts. I have to find my highlighted section. Okay, that's okay. But they're like talking about the baby and Christina and Reese are like having this conversation of like, pretty much why do you want to be a mother? Yes, I love and that. Cr- that was so, whew, heated. Yeah, it was, yes. first of all, it was, it was really great like to see that interaction yeah. um, between them, but... <laughs> It also made me like Katrina brought up this aspect of like women like her, we Chinese women do not have the option of having children in the same way as white women. And she created the distinction between Reese's like fantasy or dream of like being a mother. It's like you want to be a white mother. You don't mm. want to be just a mother. Your fantasy is around whiteness. And then with that, she brought up like black women, other women of color, but it was like very short. Mm. Um, She brought up like welfare and she like, she started bringing up issues that were affecting women of color as mothers Mm. and how women of color do not get the same praise and representation as white mothers. Yeah. And like, while I was like, she's saying really powerful things, Mm. the response from, the response from Reese was like, I mean, I understand what she's saying, but in a way she's like dismissing my wants and desire Mm. to be a mother as a trans woman. And I felt like that was like deflecting Mm. in this story because I'm like, I, what we're trying to do is you're trying to find understanding with both sides and instead 
it was heavily painted as Katrina is using the oppression that is faced on communities of women of color as mothers against, um, like she's using that to fire against Reese to almost like the any way like almost invalidate her need or desire to be a mother and I just felt like Reese was then kind of viewed in this very vulnerable position instead of like Katrina is trying to take a moment to be vulnerable then mm. I realized I reached every point of Katrina bringing up race it was always in the stance of defensiveness mm. and like I deal with oppression too, almost like in my, in my head, it was like, she's screaming, I'm dealing with oppression too. I have feelings too. And then it was really interesting because from that flip, she also then flipped to this side of like whiteness too. And um, yeah, almost like she didn't know anything in some aspects or that she wasn't aware of social issues or different perspectives or LGBT plus community like issues that are there Mm. and I like really had to like like question myself like how can you not to say like how can you be so knowledgeable in one area and this is also you can tell like this is placed in 2020 because it mentioned quarantine in there so I was like I I really I really kind of struggle with this like I'm almost like very woke in in some sense and then like switching back to like I actually don't know anything and Mm. I'm just projecting and projecting projecting and I was like these two narratives are not really fitting Mm. hand in hand with the character yeah (laughs) and I got really frustrated with that and then they also Reese also said about Katrina Katrina was like she's talking about all these things but she still looks like a white woman and I was so mad. Like I was so mad when I when I read that. And there was no like resurrection, no push to like the why did you think like that? Yeah. Reese? Like why what made what frustration brought that to say something? Yeah. Whether it was to her or to yourself about her. And like then we just move on to the next scene. And I was I was like oh my gosh like, yeah like this just the racial mm. the racial things and like we're talking about trans lives and womanhood but like when you bring in race into that which is intersectional with yeah, this story absolutely and you don't do it justice like that or you don't even try to do in my opinion you don't even try to do it justice and in fact you leave Katrina's character looking pretty stereotypical mm that really frustrated me and I was like I like that aspect and then yeah yeah it just really frustrated me um that was a really long response (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I definitely felt that I don't I don't want to say that she had a hard time writing about race but I definitely got the sense that I don't want to say that it was an afterthought but it almost felt like she knew she had to write about race with this because as you said 
identity is intersectional, right? And especially because trans women of color and the trans community of color is like the most persecuted minority group, you know? So she, you, you can't talk about being transgender, especially after like 2020 and everything that happened. You can't talk about that without talking about race. But at the same time, I feel like it's such a tricky topic to deal with because mm-hmm. you don't want to be playing the oppression olympics which it almost seemed like that they were both doing right like Reese yes. was like yes but i i'm a trans woman you know you have the uterus you have the choice you know you all those options of motherhood are available available to you as a woman and then katrina's like well actually i am an asian woman and all of these things so it almost felt like they and i I feel like that is a very accurate representation of what it is like to be a marginalized person in the world is that you want to look at other communities and say or if someone says to you like i'm really struggling you in I feel like instinctually you want to say, well, I'm also going through things too. And I don't know that Katrina was right to bring that up at that time because the conversation, (laughs) the conversation (laughs) was about, it was because she asked her, she asked Reese, like, why do you want to be a mom? And I loved Reese's response. I don't, Reese is like my least favorite character. I'm sorry, but I don't like her. But she really illuminated what it means to want motherhood as a trans woman. Granted that her, for her, she wants to be a mother to validate her womanhood, which is a whole other story. Mm -hmm. But to be a trans woman, people don't ask you, you know, when are you going to be a mother? They say, why? Why would you want to be a mother? Yeah. Mm, Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I felt like that response was... It, it was like golden it was and I, it was like i was there it was just like wow i see yes. you i really see you and like bringing up and pointing out some of the things that trans women are not able to do or like genetically able to do then cisgender woman i felt like that was a really important thing but like yeah it was just like that point of like bringing up all this like all these oppressions that honestly really did not have anything Mm. to do like i hate to say it but it had nothing to do with the conversation yeah was like what are you trying to paint here and that's where it was like you can you can have conversation like you can have conversations about race but don't have them if you also don't know how to finish them Mm. And um, and I I don't know people people might look people might be like well they are we supposed to have conversations because it's so true like why did she make the race conversation come up as a point where Katrina's like well you're trans and I'm you know I'm Asian so I have it worse than you why was it at that point that the author felt like that's when it needed to come up you know why couldn't it have been at another point you know like when they were doing shopping or whatever I don't know mm-hmm. like yeah. you know like it just it just it, to me it didn't feel natural mm-hmm. it didn't feel like that was that's where the she, conversation would go naturally yeah. and Katrina was very like her character was just very defensive exactly throughout the entire book and I really kind of like questioned I mean realistically 
I think that whereas like I got really frustrated with how Katrina's character was written because I don't think that her character was given the justice that she deserved. Yes. And just like she was not provided any space mm. to really process. We got one chapter on Katrina's literally like background. Yeah. One in the very beginning of the book where everything didn't make any sense. Nothing made sense until after chapter four. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we got it so early and then it never really came back and i mean like little bits and pieces did but i was just like we never really learned why katrina was so defensive like we learned bits and pieces and it was like i'm gonna nitpick at this thing i'm gonna nitpick at that thing but i really like like the common denominator was aims yes <laughs> and, exactly and i felt like we could have pressed into that a little bit more mm. in this story but yeah that that's like my whole thing on the race thing like i i appreciate um tori really trying to incorporate that because the reality of the situation is that like you said trans women of color are the most marginalized the most unspoken of mm. and um especially black women and there was like a slight mention of that um yes. at another point in the story but it was just like but just because of this does not mean they have to force a conversation mm. in, and especially the really wrong times and especially yeah. where it's like pinning two women against mm. each other. Um, and I don't think that I, in the beginning of the conversation, I don't, I didn't feel like that was Katrina's like uh, perspective going in. And then it just like changed into mm. like, I'm genuinely curious and now I'm angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah she she was the character who switched up like this but i switch yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but i was gonna say i was listening to an interview with the author about this book and the interviewer asked her like some people are saying why didn't she put a black trans character in this book and she says well there are other people who are writing about those experiences i don't have the right to speak to that experience so i'm not going to write about it and I wonder though I I, I want to move away from the race conversation just now but I wonder do you feel like it's better for her as a white trans woman it would have been better for her to just make every character white and how could she have better approached race how do you think because also the fact that Katrina is only half Chinese I don't know like you have you have three white or two white women and one white passing half Chinese woman. You know, it seems like she was trying to force. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone else in that, everyone else besides Katrina's mother was white. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's a really, that's a really great question. And I feel like you can add diversity in your characters, but don't add things that you don't understand Mm. or you don't have insight to. just to point something from the very end of the book, um, Tori listed in the author's notes or at the very end that she had a lot of help with yeah. getting perspective yes. and for this book. And I feel like you can do that with race, but also know your lines mm-hmm. because I've read like I've read a lot of books. Of course, I prefer to read books about yeah. you know black lives from black authors, but yeah. I I read them from non black authors and yeah like we watch shows, we watch movies that depict black people who are done by white people all the time. 
and they get it right all the time no but some of them actually get it well mm. enough that it's received well to our community so I don't think that she should have like done all white people because yeah. then you also get back to like white people can't talk about their experiences mm. with non-white people and I feel like that's not like that's a really uh a dangerous line to cross yes of like in- invalidating people talking about their experiences with people who are not like them but I definitely think that she could have done it with caution or maybe even a little bit more insight mm. um or maybe even saying like race was a hard thing for me to navigate because mm. I really wanted to keep this true to trans trans women in my perspective to yeah. view as a white trans woman but yeah it, it, I feel like it's a really tricky line depending on what and how you're talking about it I feel like it can you you have to like know your lane yeah that's true. I agree. Okay, let's let's move away from race. Yeah, we can move away. <laughs> we can, there's so much more to talk about yeah, with this. With for this sure. Yeah, let's, that yeah. was, I'm glad we got it out the way. <laughs> like, it, it, was a, it was a big thing. <laughs> okay, so now I want to talk about, um, before we talk about womanhood, which I think is a really big part of the story, let's go back to the thing you brought up about this book being over-sexualized. So or overly sexual, I should say. I, yes, absolutely, I, (laughs) there were details that I did not need to know, especially when the author describes Ames's first sexual encounter with Reese, which was like very emotional for her because it was the first time, actually Amy, excuse me, Amy, um, because that was the very first time, I think it says somewhere in the book where she, felt like she could be in a relationship with someone without hiding who she was you know and that was very emotional for her and those details were just really intense but I felt like so much of at least from this book of being transgender is figuring out sexuality so if you were to leave out I don't know how else you could have done it but I feel like those details as much as it it was overly sexual I felt like at least what the author is trying to tell us or at least what I got from this book is that so much of being transgender is figuring out how you engage in sexual relations because Reese is so Mm -hmm. messed up like she takes abuse basically because she no Reese needs therapy everyone needs therapy but Reese needs therapy but yeah all three of them yeah (laughs) Like, yeah, no, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, like, I just had a thought about it. So the sexual, so I think actually the part of Amy's first sexual encounter with Reese was probably, I mean, it was, it was explicit, but I think that would have been necessary. Mm-hmm. The other parts that I really could have done without was like Reese's encounter with mm. Stanley. Oh, um, Stanley. Stanley. I know there's some other guy like the cowboy. The very yeah. Wait, no. Stanley yeah. is the cowboy. Stanley right? is. No. 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 Cowboy no. is Garrett. Yes, the cowboy Garrett is, is the, the cowboy. married man. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my oh, gosh. That was messy. <laughs> <laughs> that was so messy. <laughs> 
was so messy and I felt like, oh, can we have one good moment? I know. I know. <laughs> but um yeah, so her encounters with the with Garrett, mm. the cowboy, with family, her other uh partners. I think for me, um like I don't so I don't mind sex being in the book. Like I think it's I think it adds more detail sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes it's more necessary. Where I struggled a little bit was because it was in the very beginning yeah. of the book where it was just so explicit and we really didn't have clear not even clear, but just like more context to Reese, more context to Amy mm. and Ames at the time. Um, and even James, because it goes, it went back and forth into yes. the different stages of Amy slash Ames slash James's life. Yes. But um, I think in the very beginning with it being so sexual, I was very, and then also like through abuse too. Mm. And I, I, that's where, I got really, I got really, really uncomfortable with that. Like being so sexually explicit in a very abusive relationship, I really tried to like wonder, I like, do we want to, like, I didn't really want to associate trans, like Reese being a trans woman with just being sexualized mm. and being an object. Yeah. And I felt that very much. I could not see because that was like the very first encounter that we had of Reese. Yeah. I could not see past like this brokenness and like this feeling to indulge herself with someone sexually without context in a way that was so like hard to read and listen to. That's why I was like, I I really just was mm. uncomfortable with the with it and then just this it being so detailed Mm. and um and I didn't and I never got to a conclusion as to why it was so like why the details were needed Mm. like it it almost felt like a like a like soft porn Mm. and or not soft porn in like the very beginning and it's like I didn't expect that from this plot at all um I really wish I would have had more liberty to get to know the characters before I got to know their sex lives and and not to pin their identity to who they're having sex with and how they're having sex and and continue the distinction that being a trans woman or a trans person does not like sexualize you Mm. you know like I think that's a very for a long time like trans people have just always been assumed with sex Mm-hmm. Always been assumed with AIDS and HIV, and it's just like, why can't they just be human? Mm-hmm. Why can't they just be a woman or a man mm-hmm. and like live their lives? And that's where I was struggling with on mm-hmm. this. Okay, okay, so that's interesting because I actually feel like, well, this is just like my perspective is that the author wants you to feel that way, right? Because for me, especially with Reese. I felt like all her sexual encounters and she did say the author said this a lot or the narrator I should say the narrator said she liked being beaten by Stanley and being like objectified because it validated her womanhood and that's something I think more than any of the characters Katrina and Ames Amy who are all I think looking for ways to to embrace their womanhood and to live it out Reese is the one who struggles the most and for her on top of wanting to be a mother 
I think her sexual encounters are really what validates her. Like when Stanley is domineering or the cowboy is domineering to her, that says that she is an object. And that's what women have historically been or viewed at least not been. Mm -hmm. And I think she, I don't want to say that she enjoys it. I'm sure she knows that it's messed up. But at the same time, because she is struggling with her womanhood, she almost needs that. And that's why when she was with Amy, she cheated on Amy with Stanley because Amy wasn't validating her womanhood. In fact, Amy was, remember when she says, like, I felt like I fell in love or Amy fell in love with me because I mothered her. I feel like Mm -hmm. she had more of a a feminine relationship, but she needed something to validate her womanhood and her relationship with Amy wasn't enough. So I don't know. I feel like as much as, no, those encounters were really uncomfortable and there were times where I really just wanted to like, just uh, grab her and say, Reese, what are you doing? (laughs) Why? What are you doing? (laughs) Girl, like seriously, please. But those also stanley was a douche but yes so every I... guy honestly <laughs> every guy who every male who reese was with was not yeah no my, she didn't make good choices and it's not even just like because like we also have to rec- like acknowledge the fact that a lot of these things were also due to reese's social class um mm-hmm. or economic like social economical class is that she was described as being low and very low mm. income, um, trying to meet, like get meet her day ends meet really, mm. and also to the people who have these characteristics also have money, and I'm not I'm not trying to yes. be like she was a money chaser, but it was like I felt I felt like and um, this was also pointed around just trans women in sex work mm-hmm. and like feeling like that's where they have to make their income. I actually remember learning a lot about this in Amsterdam when I yeah. was um, touring the red light district. Yeah, And it's just like making this point of like trans women sometimes get more valid- validation from men and women when they're in sex work. Mm. And um, even though Reese was like not in sex work directly, I know in the author's note, she wanted to bring more um, liberation to sex workers and show a different perspective of that too. And so I also think like Reese was also putting herself in that position because she also knew that she was going to be able to get some of the things that she likes that also validates her womanhood, Mm. like having clothes, like nice clothes and shoes and stability. Yeah. And, um, and being taken care of by a man, being taken care of by a man. And, and so not, yeah, like not just the sex was going into her womanhood, but just like also recognizing where Reese stood. Also this being in New York too, Brooklyn, Mm. New York which is a very, like, one of the staple places for the LGBT community. plus community, yeah. was, like, bringing some reality there of, mm. like, what a lot of trans women have to deal with to mm. feel, to not feel validated, but to also make ends meet, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really great that you pointed that, that out. Also, I, I found it interesting that we only found out that Amy 
was James before she became Amy because I just assumed that it was Ames, then Amy, then Mm -hmm. Ames again. I think Mm -hmm. that is really interesting and we should explore that. We should. I actually would love to explore that, um, that part specifically. So should we start with James or Amy? (laughs) (laughs) Let's, Let's do Ames because something that I thought was really interesting was that both the Reese and the narrator would switch between calling Ames in the present, Amy and Ames. And yes. so that, yes. <laughs> that was really, it wasn't confusing, but it really stuck with me because I kept thinking Amy never really went away. Amy as she knew herself, Amy mm-hmm. as Reese knew her, Amy as other people knew her, even when... Amy became Ames. So I thought that was mm-hmm. really interesting. So yeah, go, go, go ahead. <laughs> so Ames, um, actually, I really love that you pointed that out yeah. because I think it's really interesting. Ames has an identity of every single stage mm-hmm. of their life. Mm-hmm. And um, the really interesting thing about Ames is going back to Ames's past mm-hmm. as Amy, but like the really interesting thing about just how Tori wrote it and I really loved it was that when we were talking about Amy, when she was actually James, she referred to her as Amy. Yes, she never mentioned James until like one point near the end. And so I think like Ames' character development um, into womanhood was like, this is something that has actually kind of always been there. But Ames didn't really have the opportunity, or at the, at the time, Amy didn't have really the opportunity to really explore it. And I, it's really interesting because towards the end of the book, we actually see a lot of Amy going back to Ames actually has a lot to do with Reese mm. and the encounters with Reese. Yes. Uh... And it had, they had Amy not have those encounters with Reese. I'm quite, I feel like, Ames would not be Ames. So I feel like if, yeah, if Amy didn't have the experiences with Reese, I feel like Ames probably would not be Ames um, or be, or would have transitioned back. I felt like Ames really needed guidance and that's really what was driving the development between Reese and, and Amy's relationship. Ames never got, or uh, yeah, Ames, Amy never got the opportunity to really be like, I don't like taught things about womanhood that cisgender women are being taught. We mm-hmm. learned about um, Ames's relationship with his mother or her mother as Amy and just like how there wasn't really support there. Yeah. And so I felt like Ames's womanhood sat like the side of like womanhood that, that, um when Ames he was always like yearning for was mm. because it was, he was never given the opportunity to like fully explore it even with Reese Reese had to literally she said like I have to teach Amy pretty much how to be a woman because yes. she wasn't confident in that and so it's really it's like it's really hard to for me to be like what is Ames Amy's womanhood because I felt like it was so heavily driven by Reese's womanhood and I was like overshadowed and like the whole purpose of or the whole 
desire for Ames to um, potentially, uh, I don't, I don't want to say like the transition or retransition back into yeah. um, a woman was to actually explore that side of womanhood mm. that he was never given the opportunity to. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. I don't know if like I'm fully answering your question. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't really ask a question, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about the womanhood because yeah. I um I love that you pointed out the that Ames's womanhood because okay, I'm going to read this this quick quote because I want to reference it. It says when Katrina asks him why he detransitioned he said Ames says I got sick of living as trans I got to a point where I thought I didn't need to put up with the bullshit of gender in order to satisfy my sense of myself I am trans but I don't need to do trans that really (laughs) shook me I was like oh my gosh Ames (laughs) that because even though Ames the pronouns that people are referring him are referring to him as or with are he him right but Ames is still trans and this is why I brought up the idea of womanhood because there is still a part of Ames that is looking or that is well Ames is is a woman but I don't know I just I I think it's so interesting because he and now he he's he when Katrina's finally pregnant he turns back to to Reese to validate the idea or not to validate to affirm the idea that he's not going to be a father he's going to be a parent because if he's only with Katrina then he's the father of the child but if they he brings in Reese he's a parent he's not a mom or a dad he's just a parent and so there's also the idea of Reese mothering everyone she says that she's a mother figure to many trans women and I think there's this kind of like shelter that she provides for Ames and going back to what you said his womanhood is really attached to Reese and I I think that's really interesting because our womanhood as cis women is attached to our mothers and everything that they taught us yeah right right um yes and our mothers and what our bodies can or may not be able to genetically or biologically do exactly um and i think that was like a re- like like i said with with amy amy was happy as a woman but we saw very like a lot of instances where she actually wasn't yes. because of reese and what but it was like it was an interesting dynamic because amy's main driver was staying with reese was because she felt the the mud like she felt the closeness and validation mm. that a mother would give her daughter yeah and i also think that's also a very dangerous line to yes. play with relationships um and like why you maybe should not engage in, re- in romantic relationships of that nature mm. because you're not really seeing them for your lover or your partner but Mm. you're actually seeing them as something else that you need in your life that they cannot really fulfill um and that that both supports you or benefits you and them Mm. like if that makes sense yes in a way like it helped Reese because Reese mothered everyone like you said and like it was stated in the book but Reese was also still missing a lot of things of from Amy yeah. because Amy could not get out of this frame of mind of what Reese 
felt to her. And even in the book, like during this whole cheating debacle that was happening, even Amy went to um was it was like it was it was like dominant what what is it called? There was oh, like a, a person. A dom. I can't remember what the it's a like dominatrix. Domin- yeah. Yes, dominatrix. Even Amy sought out dominatrix with a woman, a, it was a Kaya? I think that was her name. Maya? Um, no. It, it was a K. Oh, okay. It was, a K. <laughs> um, it was like Kaya or Kaya. And what he had, like what she, I'm sorry, she was requesting to do was things of a mother. And mm. like when, like, but it was like a sexual thing. And it was like, I need to be held. I need to be told that I'm loved. I need mm. to feel comfort. And it's like, those things were the things that was driving um, Amy's womanhood because Reese met Amy very early in her transition. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. The dominatrix and how Ames... Yeah, so both Reese and Ames are using the relationship to get different things out of it and neither of them can give each other what they need. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, and that it, I feel like also their womanhood. Yes. And that also feeds into Katrina because for Katrina, mm-hmm. after her divorce and um having multiple miscarriages, she holds on to Ames, who is this Ames is Ames was trans and Ames yeah. has woman Ames has womanhood or is I don't know how you how you say that but (laughs) she's holding on to she doesn't know this but because Ames is different from the man that she Mm -hmm. was with she has attached her womanhood to Ames being a man but without knowing that he's a he's a former transsexual and as soon as she finds out it affects her womanhood so it's this idea that womanhood is attached to the people around you and without them Mm -hmm. especially men and the patriarchy there would be no womanhood I think that's so interesting it was also really interesting how throughout the book um the narrator would talk about some of the contradictions of trans community and some of the things that Reese didn't subscribe to or that objected to or how like the trans community can say this and it's like like, I don't subscribe to that. And I think that was, like, very much the case here with when you join any community, like, for like if you, me being Black and being a part of the Black community, us being Black and being yeah. part of the Black community, there's not everything about that is said in the Black community that we all subscribe to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you don't subscribe to that, it causes um, tension. Yes. And now you have like you're in a community but you're being at like pushed out of the yeah. community at the same time and I feel like that was very much like what was happening here mm. like Ames was never get, at any point of their life was ever given the opportunity to just be mm. to just be Ames to just be Amy and um like that really and that that was really like the biggest struggle with Ames and even like I think about a moment where this is right before Amy and Reese had broken up when Amy put on the suit that was in the back of the closet like this really nice suit that um she bought or I think 
it was James, Amy, but Amy was still James at the time when it was purchased in college. And Reese came home and Amy was like elated to be in this suit and was just, it was like, it was a, a comment about being androgynous mm. in in the um, book and how that really rubbed Reese the wrong way because mm. she's like, you're supposed to be, and it was, it was so yeah. interesting because it's like, you're supposed to be mm. this and this is what we worked on here. And this, if this is not what you are, then I don't want to be a part of it kind of mentality or kind of response. And I'm like, that's so interesting how even within outside of, social constructs we still put more constructs on that too yes that's something that I wanted to bring up I had the theme of like um fluidity slash rigidity paradox which is that Mm -hmm. even in communities that are queer or communities that maybe don't ascribe to the the way that things are supposed to be there are still boxes that you are expected to fix or to fit into especially with Reese I felt like Reese was really bitter about Amy's detransition like really bitter she kept using the word betrayed like oh my gosh why would you Mm -hmm. do that like she said this fake cis thing and you're so right about Ames never being (laughs) Ames Amy never being allowed to be um who they are um I wanted to read this quote okay it says she knew that no matter how you self-identify ultimately chances are that you succumb to becoming what the world treats you as and I feel like that's so much of Ames Amy's especially Reese actually I feel like Ames is the one who tried to kind of break the mold but Reese definitely Mm -hmm started to succumb to what the world told her that she was and that's really frustrating because I feel like this book wants to or the narrator and the characters they really want to be fluid you know they really just want to do things differently but there's always something that's going to stop them and with Katrina when she found out that um that Reese had slept with with her friend's husband she was really appalled and it became this huge thing where she was all of a sudden like maybe this is not the right decision maybe being this queer thing of you know polyamory and all these things maybe Mm -hmm. this is not right you know she was trying to be fluid like oh you know I don't want to do the heteronormative thing but then all of a sudden yeah she switched up (laughs) (laughs) then all of a sudden it's like boom and that's the paradox is that as much as we try to not do things the way that we're supposed to there's always going to be a supposed to even in the communities that are trying to break the mold there's always going to be a mold you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no I yeah like I think you laid it out very well Mm. of just like especially because just like the jump it wasn't even just a jump of like oh my gosh like I can't believe you did this but she immediately her her character immediately jumped to like HIV yes Mm. and then that's where we got to the whole part of like where the root word of transgender comes from and how it's not in the way that it's been used um and that like it was a CDC thing to put people who experience HIV AIDS and diseases in a category and that it's actually in some ways like dehumanizing to 
say transgender and that's why the narrator um prefers trans or transsexuals to kind of like get away from that Mm. but it was like this is not even just a thing I think it's like when something challenges you it shows how quick you can jump back to your old mindset Mm. and your old ways and like how it's also an ever like going fight I had never I, I mean, I know what transsexual is, but I never heard it used as much. To me, the common word is transgender, right? So then I looked it up because mm. I was like, I don't want to say something, you know, I don't want to use the wrong word. Um, and then people said that actually transsexual was the derogatory term. Like in, in forums, yes. people were saying that that was a derogatory term. But the author said that actually in her days, because she's, she's a little older than us. Mm-hmm. Um, in her days transsexual was the polite term and then transsexual was used as you know a derogatory term and then it became transgender and but for some people transgender is not the correct term so she basically said like yeah (laughs) "Yeah." language you know language is ever-changing you're gonna make mistakes but it's about being like approaching the situation with respect and not being defensive mm-hmm. and saying, like, if someone says, oh, no, actually, I prefer if you call me transsexual and not being like, well, this blog said, you know, it's transgender or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, like you just point you bring up a good point. Like, we don't know all the answers. And at the end of the day, it's not a preference. Yes. And um, like, I, I really like because reading this, I was like me. And this is like, I need to do more research. I need to go back and like do a little bit more um educating um, mm-hmm. my like self-learning more about the trans community and like what's appropriate and what's not i'm like based on this i'm like well in this story in this context we're like transsexual is the way to go or trans yeah. not transgender and then like we learn like why in the end but we also learned like there was like little mention of it during the scene when they were at the glamour boutique yeah um Again, it was a little convoluted because so much was happening. Yes. But it was like, it was mentioned there too. And mm-hmm. I think like lang- language is really important um, for everyone, just in general. Like, yeah. I think in every single community, every minority, every marginalized community, there is always a debate about language and like what's mm-hmm. appropriate and what's not appropriate, especially when things have derived for like derogatory terms. Mm-hmm. And like the really hard thing because you're never going to not I feel like this is something that you're never going to fully navigate well unless you know the people who you're conversing with well is like when it comes to something that you're unsure about you should just ask yes that's a good place to wrap up that portion of our discussion I want to ask you three concluding questions so I ask all my guests, well, I've at least started asking all my guests three questions. The first one is your favorite and least favorite characters. We already know mine. My least favorite is Reese. I'll put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one who's not a main character. I'm going to say Iris. And <laughs> oh my gosh, really? <laughs> you know, and the reason why is because I really just, 
I feel like all the, it's sad. I feel like all the main characters just have so much going on that mm. I can't really like choose a favorite among mm. them. So I'm going to choose someone else. I, this is a cop out. I'm going to choose someone else. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, so I chose Iris, Iris because um, I really just enjoyed her bluntness mm. in the short interactions that we've had with her um, throughout the book. I really appreciated that she didn't hold back like her mind and that when she disagreed with something like it was like she disagreed with something that Amy said and she was just like nope I don't agree with that I don't like like that's not for me and I I like when people don't like flow with the crowd all the Mm. time and like have a sense of self and identity and I really enjoyed that even though it was a snippet like it was small parts yeah. of iris i just like wish i was able to see more of that um yeah like to have i mean there was a lot of voices in here but just to have more of a different perspective from the trans community mm. and like to like nor- like the normality there and just mm. like how she was just living her life like unapologetically herself and i really enjoyed that so that's my <laughs> oh, I love that okay and your least favorite Reese <laughs> Reese yes. is my least favorite 110% like and I, part of me like feels bad because it's like Reese could like my she's my least favorite character for reasons that are like beyond her control partially but like I just, I felt like Reese in many, many ways was very bossy and was like trying to, not trying to control the narrative, but she just, she wasn't very open. She was not as open as she expected other people to be. And um, like, I was just like, really, it's really hard. Like, I feel like it's hard to request openness Mm. from people if you don't really give that same openness back. And that's what like like shaking aside like all the all the stuff that happened with Reese, like I just felt like her personal ideology of like how you're supposed to move in life was just a little dangerous, um, yes. and suffocating. And like that's not that's really hard as a friend as a person to be a part of a group and you're sucking out life by having such hard lines and constraints because of your own personal views Mm. yeah that that just really like rubbed me the wrong way yeah she really had an i don't give an f attitude towards life and towards well maybe not towards life but towards people and we know that it's because she suffered a lot of trauma and she's figuring things out but i don't think that gives her the right to hurt people and i think sometimes she does it knowingly actually um, so yeah, yeah I, I didn't like her about that. I didn't like that uh, about her. Um, my favorite, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow in your footsteps and pick someone who's not a main character. I liked Virginia. Do you remember her? A little bit. Okay, I, Virginia a was <laughs> was the mom of one of Reese's friends when Reese was a yes. boy, who really mothered yes. her and that the ice skating group that they went to really accepted Reese as a not typical boy Um, and I really Mm -hmm. love that that was like when Reese when Katrina asked Reese why do you want to be a mom Reese recalls that and I really love that so 
yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that it was a friend's mom who was much more of a mother figure than Reese's own mom. And I that goes back to like motherhood and womanhood and all of that. So I, I liked mm-hmm. her, even though we only had literally like three pages <laughs> of her. Three pages of her. I know. But it was like when she, when she got the, when she's like, instead of getting four half, four girl happy meals and one boy she got five yes. girl happy meals oh. and I was like oh you're so sweet I know like sweet <laughs> I know yeah um and then what's your one word or one phrase summary of this book crazy and not not in the way not in the way of like I want to explain that because that can be taken in multiple ways crazy as in like it is so much going on it's 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 a frenzy really of just lots of different things happening um or a little chaotic maybe Mm. (laughs) maybe chaotic might be a better term for it um there's just a lot going on and I don't say that in like a good way or a bad way. It's just there's a lot going on and like be prepared for the ride for those who yes. want to like read this in detail um, if you haven't read it. But yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Prepare for the ride. As for the ending, so I usually ask my last question is usually what's one thing you would ask the author? But I want to ask because this book didn't have a really like bow tied ending. She leaves it very open ended um, with mm-hmm. them or us not knowing whether or not they decide to abort or how they approach the family situation. If mm-hmm. you could create an alternate ending, what would it be? I'm like smiling because I'm like, there's so many things. If I could create an alternate ending, I would have Katrina have this baby, Reese be the mother, Ames slash Amy be the aunt, uncle, however um, they choose to identify in that, and all of them in therapy. <laughs> like no and, and I, I'm but I'm very I'm very very serious yes. about that because absolutely like I think there's a way like there's a way to get a happy ending here like I, I want a happy ending like that's the thing I want a happy ending for these characters because I feel like they've all been dragged through the mud like this entire book and it's like can you just ever be happy doing defying the odds and doing what you want and being able to just like have that moment like mm. I feel like that's really important and it's and it's times like in books we we paint to like the reality of life instead of books being like books can literally do whatever you want yeah and sometimes they can give you the motivation and the optimism and the drive to push for mm. your rights in different ways and I, I really I really want to see Reese as a mother like I think that'll be good, but, and also Katrina, as a, as a co-parent, as a co-mother, mm. as someone who, who's having the opportunity to explore her queerness, um, like, I would love to see that, and I would also love to see Amy slash Ames 
be given the space to process without the like dire influence of mm. Reese and Katrina. And then I say all that in therapy, like having therapy, because I feel like therapy is so helpful and it's so needed, yes. especially when you've just dealt with so much, especially in communities that aren't given the opportunity to have voices in the yeah. way that these three characters um, were given and were not in many ways. And I feel like therapy would help all of them really like find the root of their happiness in their life. Um, even if it's not a clean and messy, like a clean, like we're in therapy and now life is great, but it's like, we're working towards doing better and processing our hurt, processing our trauma and processing our perspective so that we can bring this life in here and to, you know, give them a, a diversity of perspective and also normalize that mental health is seriously important. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I like that ending. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I I always say at the end of these that I love discussing books with people because not only are there so many different perspectives, but I feel like it's a really intimate thing to read a book alongside someone and then unpack it because it, I don't know, it opens up a lot of conversation about our own personal experiences, how we relate to each other, how we relate to the world, how we relate to these characters. And I love doing this with you. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I I was really nervous about this. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to finish the book in time, but I'm glad I did. And I'm glad that we were able to discuss it to the lengths that we have been. I've never had, I mean, I've had discussions about books with um, women in the LGBT you know, community, but I have not had one so specific and touch on so many topics as we have um, in our conversation. I think it's, it was great all right listeners thanks so much for spending some of your precious time with me throughout this episode as always don't forget to subscribe share with a friend and rate and review on apple podcasts follow and other things on instagram at and other things potty for more valuable content this podcast was written hosted and produced by me have a most magnificent day